Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of All About Architecture and Design, the podcast. This is Utsav Kamboj, founder of All About Architecture and Design and Arkia. This podcast is for students, employees and entrepreneurs from architecture and design background who are passionate about their work and want to make a difference. And today for this podcast, we have a very special guest, architect Sanjay Puri, principal architect at Sanjay Puri Architects. <music> Hello, sir. Thank you so much for joining us in this live session. Hi. Hi, sir. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, everything is clear. How are you doing today? Good, good. Good. Thank you so much for coming here. I'm really excited to be a part of this conversation with you. I guess we all have uh, idols in our lives who are such a powerhouse. They uh, inspire us with their immense creativity, with their uh, guidance on how things work in this profession. And I guess I'm saying this on behalf of everyone who is joining us here today that you are an idol for all of us. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah. So actually, when I start, I posted about this Instagram live session, I was flooded with questions about your work ethics and your design style. And what I've observed so far from those questions is that people derive inspiration from you on, a, on an everyday basis. And uh, since now that you have started uploading all these videos on these topics that help uh, budding architects and designers, so that is something that people really need to hear. And, uh, you know, because uh, as you said in your uh, yesterday's video that uh, your work life is not always perfect. There will be some kind of hurdles or failures. But the important thing is to uh, learn from them and take those baby steps, celebrate those baby steps and keep moving forward with it. So that was a really great video. And I guess all of us needed to hear that. Yeah, but that's absolutely true. It, this profession is like that. Because we guys are all driven by this passion. Yeah. And we are dying to do this thing. If somebody gives you half a yeah. chance to do it, you go all out and you go crazy and you want to do something new and you spend all that time and effort and then so many times it does not happen. Uh, you started practicing in 1992 and a lot of us were not even born by that time and you've come such a long way from an architect to the Sanjapuri architects. You know, people now look at you as a brand architect of this country. So how would you uh, summarize your journey and uh, how would you suggest budding architects and designers uh, start their journey in this profession? So you, you can't summarize the entire thing, but I'll Absolutely, tell you the best yeah. thing and the most important thing is experience. So I still remember I was in second year. So I started working with a piece contractor at the age of 18. So I was already working before I went into college. I continued through all five years. Everybody would come and ask these questions in college. Like, are you crazy? You know, you're a student and this is the time to focus on learning and not, you know, get bogged down by the real world and reality. So I would just listen to them and laugh it off because end of the day, the real experience is the real experience. And when you're doing something that is real and you're doing something that is hypothetical together in college, the two of them both really, really work well together because you've got that experience. So you actually know when you're designing that this is not going to be able to get built. So might as well do something that is possible to be built, right? So in, a, in that sense, your project does not become so hypothetical, it becomes more realistic. And because you've seen so much, you are better informed. That's a very important thing. And then... 
along with all this in second year a cousin of mine had come home and you know somebody once in a while you meet who's genuinely interested in what you're doing so she said come on come on show me all your work what are you what are you doing in college so i showed her and at that point we were doing some interior design presentation you know so she said wow look at this is like this yellow toilet that you made is very nice very colorful and all so she asked me can you do something in reality i said in means she said no if i have a, you know just a toilet to be done would you be able to do it and execute it i said yeah of course so that's one more point that you know when you get when you have the experience you can always say yes because you actually know how to do it you know taking this chance so he went and did that and that led to meeting uh, the painting contractor of that toilet the guy who did the civil work as well as the painting one month later called me and said you know i have this client who wants to do something in gujarat will you do it so i said of course i'll do it it was a principal's office and from that principal's office we landed up doing the computer lab there a new civil engineering building and so many other things so in second year you are doing college you're working full time and the only break that you get from saturday night to monday morning was spent going to nadiyad in gujarat where this project was in an overnight train working there coming back by the overnight train back in time for college at 7:30 in the morning it's all of these three things put together so the real time experience the experience of working in an office as well as the experience of architecture in school so what skills that people can learn while from the comfort of their home and how the situation is going to affect us in the near future right so you know right now is the time that there are a lot of webinars going on in in the design field at least even in other fields so it's a good time to catch up to get you know more educated on so many aspects i've been reading there was something going on on lighting there was something going on on interior design on some color scheming there are so many of these live chats going on that mm-hmm. it it would be great to connect to them so that you can you know expand your knowledge number one so plus of course if uh, there is something that you always wanted to do like uh, improve on your sketching skills now is the time to do it what i see happening post uh, this coming back to normal what's going to happen is it's going to take a long time for things to actually come back to normal because the entire construct- construction industry the interior design all of it is dependent on a lot of workers all these workers have suffered a huge amount trying to get back to their homes being stranded at the borders i mean it's been a really terrible time for them so it's going to take a long time for them to come back and that situation to happen again where work can really restart all over again because obviously every single project across the country has stopped and so is it in the other parts of the world and the problems are the same everywhere else also even in the us there are migrant workers who've gone back or trying to go back so it's going to take a long while for things to bounce back and come back but what we can what we learn from this i had said earlier also that now when you do a construction site it must be mandatory at least in the larger sites that you provide proper workers housing there there should be a cafeteria there should be a medical room and there should be proper sleeping and seating arrangements made for them so that henceforth if any of this happens it should never happen like this that you know the workers who are coming here for their livelihood and their daily wages people are you know stuck in a situation like this where they don't have food water shelter none of it that's one very important aspect what has also happened during this uh, covid period is that clients who up till now were not willing to do a virtual conference because you know everybody said 
no 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 we need to meet we need to meet you know we physically need to meet whether it's in delhi or calcutta no 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 you come for one day come for three hours come for four hours but now all of those people since they did not have a choice have come to virtual conferencing and because they come to virtual conferencing you found that okay hey this works you know so what i see in the future is that offices homes even housing societies will have large conferencing facilities to be able to facilitate such things and have uh, internet with higher speed so that it makes life really easy to be able to communicate virtually and by doing so what will happen is the number of meetings for anything will go down even sites will be connected with conferencing facilities so that when a project manager on a site wants to ask you something it's very easy cameras uh, pointed in that direction he shows you what is going on and he checks with you or he opens up a drawing there and today with uh, you know hp's new technology and uh, virtual reality with the advances that are made you can actually physically walk in each part and identify a problem and do it but everybody was scared to do this right but now because this was the only solution now people will be open to doing this so i see meetings going down real meetings physical meetings which means uh, less cars on the road less uh, flights less carbon footprint and a much more comfortable way because you are not spending so much time right Let, let's say i mean simply to go from bombay to delhi you got to wake up two and a half hours before the flight go there three hours get there two hours flight so it's like you wasted about 8 10 hours for a 2 3 hour meeting or a 2 3 hour site meeting so now all those 10 hours can be used for constructive purposes right so imagine the time saving that's huge so the work on output increases and simultaneously carbon footprint reduces so there is there is a lot of good that is going to happen also although it's going to take a long time the economy is going to take a long time to come back yes absolutely absolutely uh, so uh, the architects challenge webinar that happened today morning i i attended that webinar and it had some interesting insights on how uh the profession is going to look like in the future so can you enlighten us on uh, what measures council of architecture is taking to protect and to spread awareness about our profession like he was talking about introducing uh, architecture in 11th and 12th grade as well so what all uh, is the council of architecture planning to do for the benefit of this profession okay so that's a long answer but i can tell you in short what is happening is the act was made in 1972 so it's 50 years old now and at that time there was a definition of an architect that definition has changed vastly so whatever this uh, supreme court ruling is is the ruling is actually similar to what it was long back it still does not allow a person to call themselves an architect unless you are actually registered with the council of architecture so that's a good point the minus point is only that they are saying that somebody else can also practice but what the council of architecture is now going to do is redefine that whole architectural definition so what an architect embodies and what an architect's duties actually are because finally so there was a time when architects were doing everything the architect was doing the lighting they were doing the landscape they were doing the acoustics the some of them were doing the structure as well because all of us architects have been taught structure for 3 years in college right so we are also capable of doing it so there was that time but now there are specialists for each thing but at the same time number of thousands and thousands i mean everybody is living in a building today a building if it collapses what happens so you have to have somebody qualified so there has to be one person who takes the onus of it all so that person is still going to be the architect 
So these definitions are going to be redefined. Yes, they are trying to include like a short course so that people are more aware of architecture. But what we also need to do is to make the public aware of what is architecture. In the last 10 years, it has happened, but we need to increase that awareness because, you know, like you said, clients are coming and saying, you know, make a glass box for me. I don't want to do this. They're picking up something from the internet and saying, you know, make me this when that's not relevant to you. It's not relevant to the climate. It's not relevant to your function. I mean, I have faced it and I keep facing it even now all the time. Okay, so it's not that once you've had a certain number of years, you know, you're going to go past it. And now when somebody comes to you, they'll say, hey, okay, whatever you said is fine. With every client, let me tell you that we still have to argue. We have to argue from day one till day end, till the project is finished. Our clients are constantly trying to change designs also. Constantly trying to influence the design halfway through the project also. So it's a constant fight. I mean, that is bound to be. So the thing is, let's make the public in general aware of what good architecture is, then people will not come and ask you these, you know, things which do not make sense. So for that awareness, you need media. You need a lot more architectural portals which convey this message all through. And this is already happening. To an extent, it's happening. It's happening way more than it was happening 10 years back, right? I mean, today there are a lot of people, probably on this chat also, who are not related to the architecture field who are watching it. And they are understanding. So it's a good thing. And we keep increasing. Yeah, uh, uh, a common man basically doesn't know what an architect, who an architect is and what a good good architecture really means. They know who a doctor is, they know who a CA is and people don't argue with a doctor that I medicine, I don't medicine. They don't argue with CAs that, you know, don't file my ITR like this or like that. But for architects, it's not like that. It's like they, they want to contact you to get something built according to their, what they have in mind and not what is the best option for them. Yeah. yeah, and you know, we actually need media participation for this because uh, we ever read the FT weekend. FT weekend is an amazing paper. Every time you have the FT weekend comes with three supplements on every weekend. So one entire supplement is called design. And it's got, they'll pick up an architectural project or there'll be an interview with an architect. There will be an artist. There will be something about uh, culture, dance, all of that. So it's like a 15, 20, 18 page booklet on design every weekend. Okay, forget this. Go to Netherlands. You know, Netherlands is such a design conscious country that on a daily basis, if you pick up the paper, there will be some, you know, design related article. But what is it in India? There's no design related article. Once in a while, in a weekend, there may be one small thing, you know, tips how to do your home or how to improve your office. But it's not enough. So that's DIY. That's really, really media. Hopefully, some media people will hear this yeah. because yeah. it's that the media needs to take this forward to create awareness amongst people in general. Advertise on what architecture really is. Yes. Yeah, and that whole thing about good design is good business. Because yes, you're saving absolutely. energy. You're saving so many things. You're saving so many things. So many things. And now people are also slowly and steadily getting aware of how much they're harming the planet. So this is also something that uh, uh, should be spread awareness for in terms of architecture as well, that how what we do is something really different and what we do uh, has a great impact on planet as well. So that is also something that media needs to cover is why architects are important. So should we, uh, people are asking about this client question to repeat the client question. Should I just quickly uh, repeat a couple of questions that we discussed before? that people couldn't hear. 
so one of the questions was that uh, in terms of small scale projects uh, people do their research and people get confused and come to the architects saying ki hame to yahi bana do hame aisa ghar bana do simply and or they come with the uh, idea in their head of a glass box so uh, how do uh, beginning architects and designers work with such kind of clients and make them understand why a glass box is not suitable to as per the context of their site so like i told you you know it's not just small client small architect or young architect or whatever it is this is happening to us even now okay as late as 3 weeks ago somebody called up from hyderabad said you know we did this she saw this concrete house that you mind rajasthan is beautiful and i want to make a 20000 square feet house in hyderabad so he said wow 20000 square feet house is like a good project here so i said okay you send me a requirements and stuff so along with the requirements he sent me two photographs of a colonial house you know a typical colonial house which exists in uh, so many parts of the world actually so i said you know you saw a particular kind of house it was abstract it was in exposed concrete and you are asking me that i mean why you send me this photograph he said no but that's the way i want my house i said but that's not the way you know you should be doing your house he said but why not this is what i like so <laughs> it's very difficult to explain to some people and this happens to us even now so it is going to happen all your life okay it's not in the beginning and on the end it's going to happen all your life you have to try to the best of your ability to convince them that you know this is the kind of house that there are literally millions of in the world all over europe all over the us all over you know certain parts of delhi there are so many of these houses why would you again want to make something that so many millions of people have and why would you not want to make something that is yours and yours truly and is one of a kind so sometimes you will win the battle sometimes you will lose the battle then it's your call whether to go ahead with that project in the way the guy wants or not to go yeah absolutely but you yeah. have to try to convince him that's the best you can do you have to try and convince him in a positive way saying that you know there are uh, i mean like you're talking about glass houses right so you have to convince them that this is not good from the energy point of view it's not good from you're creating a heat trap you're going to increase your air conditioning cost lifelong why would you want to do that and then people should get it there will always be a percentage you will not get it there will always be you have to try absolutely uh, another question was about context understanding the context of the site and what important factors should we consider especially in uh, terms of medium to small scale projects so the most important factor is uh, the orientation of the site as to where it is located in terms of the sun direction very pertinent and especially in all the parts of india from delhi downwards to the south of india where uh, there is a lot of sun for 6 months 45 degrees to 40 degrees celsius so you have to reduce the heat gain so can you orient everything towards the north but let's say you can't orient towards the north because the view is not good or or there's an existing building very close by so then what do you do or maybe the view for your that particular plot is towards the east direction or west direction so then you have to look at it that way and then suppose you are oriented to the east or west then accordingly your design will change in the sense that you need that much more sheltering because east is going to get very harsh morning sun west is going to get very harsh evening sun so the the parameters are climate the immediate context and surrounding of the site 
what materials are available in that region. If you're building in Rajasthan, there are so many sandstones available. If you're building in a place like Alibagh or a place like Nasik, close to Bombay, there is black stone available in abundance. So you use those materials. So your material cost comes down. So these are some of the factors. So it's basically about putting the functions of the client, the climate, context of the site and its location, and the materials that you can adapt. And then at the same time, going beyond and doing something in a new way. Otherwise, there is no point of being in this field if you are simply following or repeating or copying what has been done in the past. Absolutely. Uh, we've had one very interesting question on how do you think artificial intelligence will change architecture? <laughs> I guess I guess he's asking in terms of uh, that virtual reality uh, technology HP India has introduced this time. But we are, yeah. So we've also yeah. bought it. And believe me, it's amazing. All right. So, yes, you can sketch a place. So you kind of look and because... Uh, with more experience, you understand better that, okay, I'm going to sketch this. This is going to work out like this. Great. But if you really want to explore that, what will happen if this ceiling goes slightly higher or that window goes slightly wider? You can actually do it in a VR model. You can walk yourself through it. Till recently, about three months back, we were doing this large house. And when we first started, the person said that I want a house which is like seven or 8,000 square feet. So we designed it accordingly. Then he said, these rooms are very small. So I said, but you know, you wanted eight bedrooms in 8,000 square feet. So but this is the kind of size you'll get. So he said, no, no, no. I want everything at least twice the size. So I said, then your yeah. So then I said, your area will go much higher. So he said, no, that's not a problem. You make me larger sizes. So we did all that. The house went like double the size, whatever. But he was still not understanding that, you know, what is the scale? From this point, am I going to see this garden? Am I going to see this? Will I be able to look down here? Can I see in this void? And when we made this VR model, he walked through the whole thing. He was able to understand everything the way it was. And so for a layman, it makes a huge difference. A huge difference in understanding what the space is, from where, what you can see, how you can see. And even for architects, I mean, it, it's a great way to actually experience and to understand what is happening, where it's happening, how it's happening. It's a great thing for a project manager, site manager. Imagine a contractor. You know, contractor sometimes, and when you, especially when you BIM model the whole thing also, so you've actually got the beams and which, you know, where the tubes are, where the pipes have to go through, what all needs to be done. And that entire model can be studied in detail by a contractor. So he, then there is no question of mistakes. So all of these things are just making it easier. A little more complex because you have to do that much more work in the beginning. But then eventually it makes the whole life much easier for everybody concerned. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got some really amazing insights in this live session. Yep. So uh, should I take a couple of more questions too? Or yeah. he's already using that software. Wow. Uh, one guy saying you are one of the top architects. Uh, which is your dream project? What is your dream project? My dream project would be to build a cultural center museum which showcases Indian art, Indian uh, handicrafts and the whole process in a really interesting manner. Make a beautiful place and probably 
or preferably in an isolated location so that that building puts that isolated location on the map it makes a huge difference to the economy of that place there are a lot of small cities in india which you know they don't have anything to uh to fuel their growth in a way like let's see see what the bilbao museum the gaganai museum in bilbao nobody had heard of bilbao and it was that mayor who thought that you know let me get gaganai mayor and they made this museum it took them 15 or 18 years or whatever it was to make it but the economy of the city changed i mean bilbao was an industrial town now bilbao is a tourist place people are going there there was new new everything new hotels new jobs it's like a, a whole city being actually generated by one building so it would be a dream to make that one building that can actually you know give life to a city create that much employment create that much you know just bring the whole city to life number one and why indian arts because at the same time it gives impetus to all the indian arts and handicrafts that are languishing and gives them a new you know lease of life that would be a dream project so you know degrees of openness identity something which is repeated in mass does not allow people to come to terms with it so it you know without without people realizing it you know people are not that happy and that's why you know these mass housings which are repetitive units people yeah. do not have that sense of identity in those absolutely yeah uh, i think people need to uh, yeah uh, architecture should reflect the culture of a city and people should take pride in that people should you know they should be bragging about you know my city has this it has so many beautiful spaces exactly. that you can learn yeah that is missing in indian architecture i feel that yeah absolutely Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we had uh, really great insights in this Instagram live. Thank you so much for taking time out for this Instagram live and enlightening us with all your great insights. Thank you so much sir, for joining us, and thank you so much thank everybody you. for joining us in this Instagram live. It was really thank amazing. Thank you everyone for joining us. All right, bye bye sir. All right. Bye.